Greetings and salutations and welcome to episode number, get this Trev, 151 of Ref the District here on the Believe Network. I'm the stoner. That's Trev over there. Trev, you and I haven't been on the show together for a few weeks now. What's up? What's happening in Trev? Uh, just holiday season. I'm sick. The whole household I'm in is sick. It's, you know, that's for the year. So what, what do you got going uh, sick-wise? What, what is it? Just uh, a cold, flu? What yeah, do you like a bad cold, sore throat, yeah. stuffy nose, sneezy, runny eyes, you know. All right. The holiday well, cheer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, thanks for powering through tonight, yeah, Trev. No. I know everybody who's here watching already is appreciate appreciating you being here. Uh, Nathan is not here, as you can see. Nathan is uh, is even sicker than you are, Trev. He's got a yeah. uh, uh, back that's all busted up, and he, and he can't uh, even sit for an hour and a half uh, without you know needing some pain meds or or having to lay down or whatever. So shout out to Nathan who is who is laid up a little bit tonight. Of course, he'll be back. Don't worry about Nathan. He'll he'll, yeah. he'll bounce back. He just uh, exactly. He needed a week off or, or, you know, a day off, basically. Uh, he's been yeah. really powering through the last couple of weeks. So shout out, Nathan, out there. Mm-hmm. Again, we are on the Believe Network, and uh, we appreciate everybody who's here. Before we even get started, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification button. Hit that bell so that you know when we're live, like now, or whenever we put out content, which is, of course, uh, all the time. And, Trev, we got an awesome show. Awesome yeah, show do. today. We're going to yep. get on all our predictions for the game against the Rams. That's going to be in the cool down. That's a little bit later in the show. And then we're going to talk all about the game against the Rams yep. on Sunday. Bye week's over, Trev. Bye week is over. Coming we, got, coming yep, we got the Rams coming up this week, so we're going to talk all about the Rams and what they're about. That's in the game a little bit later. And here in the warm-up, this is the Don't Sleep warm-up segment of the show. Head out to don'tsleepenergy.com. And oh. use the code uh, district, and you will get twenty percent, twelve percent off your order if you use that code. So we appreciate everybody at Don't Sleep. Uh, they're an awesome local DMV business, and we support them fully. There's already people here in the chat letting us know what's going on and what they want to talk about as well. We're going to get to a lot of people in the chat. Um, we're going to talk a lot about the tank. Tank. Or anti-tank, Trev. That's what we're going to talk a lot about. But we got some news okay. and notes, Trev, from today yes, that, that has happened. But before we get to that, yeah. I do want to uh, talk about uh, Bet Online. Bet Online is a fantastic sponsor of us here at Ref the District and the Believe Network. You know, all the sports, major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. That's what, in about a week and a half? That's New Year's Day is the playoff. Yeah. Right? The one versus yeah. four versus three. Uh, mm-hmm. Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get in the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Got a bunch of folks in here. Lockdown Law jumped in early. Gus, of course, is here. Allison, NCR10, Dougford's here. Uh, Nathan's in here. Shout out, Nathan. He said he will be in the chat. He's probably like what this. What up, Nathan? He's probably laying on his back. <laughs> For like sure, this. with the computer screen on the 
feeling. <laughs> that's right. Right. Uh, DMV mess hall. I'm sure that's tailgate. Ted is here uh, in the it's chat. As well. Um, so uh, appreciate everybody here. Silver Fox is here as well. And um, so that's all the people in chat. Trev. Yes, sir. I want to say this first. This is kind of related to the betting and kind of related to the commanders. And you said this okay. before we came on. Let everybody know what we are talking about. Because, again, Trev and I haven't really seen each other in, I don't know, maybe a month, three weeks. No, yeah, about three weeks. Yeah. And Trev said, he said, Stoner, we suck. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, I know. It's crazy. We did not predict this. Trev had no. him at 12 and 5. It was your yeah. preseason prediction. Uh, yeah. You know, you were real positive, and, and I get it. There's a lot to be positive yeah. about uh, in this offseason. Yeah. But I'm taking a little blame for what happened with this season. It's a little bit on me, Trev, and here's why. Why? I'm a bad gambler, okay? My account, I think I'm at 24 consecutive losses in my account. My Stoner. bet on Okay. Stoner. 24 consecutive. And I'm down to my last few dollars. I mean, I you know I had like seventy five bucks. I think I put fifty on the over six and a half wins for the Commanders. It's my fault. I'm a mush. I'm the one. I'm the whole Appreciate reason. You. I'm the whole reason that while we're stuck on four, that we're stuck on four wins. <laughs> And you know what I did with the rest of it, Trev? The the other $25 I had left over? The what, Stoner? Wizards over 24 Oh, my God. <laughs> They've won, what, six games? Three, Trev. They've won three games. Are you serious? Three. They're three and 21, three and oh 22, my. something like that. Yeah. Gosh. My apologies um, for being the mush for everybody, but it is my fault. <laughs> So, Trev, I want to get your opinion on some of the moves, some of the things that happened today. First of all, okay, yeah. let's talk about uh, the NFL announced that they will be playing a game in Brazil in 2025. Okay. Would you want the Commanders to be in that game in Rio de Janeiro in 2025? Nope. No, you don't want them. And, nope. and I'm asking everybody here as well who is in the chat if they would want to be if they would want the commanders in that game. Why not, Trev? Give me some. We got to we got to be better than what we are to go show uh across the seas what NFL is like over here. Okay? We're not I'm not going to go over there and play against the Titans or the Jags yeah. or the Colts and get blown out 38 to 7 or 38 to 17 and be like, "Hey Brazil, that's the NFL." Nah, man. <laughs> That's uh, the it's commanders. cool that they want to have a game in Brazil, but nah, we need we need better talent. We need Josh Harris to get his feet wet some more up here before we go across seas and do anything. We can't even win at home. How are we gonna go win in Brazil? That's two seasons from now, Trev. That's okay. not next season. That's the following season. You have no confidence this that this team is gonna be presentable to the rest of the world in two seasons. Um a man that they that goes by Riverboat Ron told me yeah. four years ago it takes yeah. about four years to build a team. So I think I can wait two more years for us to be competitive and then go to Brazil. <laughs> so yeah. it's fine. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, but it'd be cool for the experience. Sure. Also, on the positive side. Right. It's like, yeah, like, oh, our team is playing in Brazil. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's to me, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, you know. Well, well, it seems like that that is a popular opinion, but there's no home field advantage right now at FedEx. So what if you give up one of your home games? <laughs> okay, that's and, cool. And it's let's see. This year they had eight home games, right? Last year was nine, yeah. this year's eight, next year's nine. So that year will be eight. So yeah. they're gonna give up one of their eight home games to be in Brazil. And I think Gus corrected me on on where it is oh. in Sao Paulo instead of Rio. And in 2024, so next season. Oh, it's next season? I thought it was 2025. Yeah. Okay. Uh-uh. So 20 All right. So maybe your point is even better <laughs> better that it's nah, gonna not be, uh, Yeah, okay. Uh I mean, I'd love it. But yeah, that would be cool though. I I don't see why not. Why you wouldn't want your team to be playing on the big stage whether they yeah. suck or not. It, I mean, <laughs> they play on Thursday nights, they play on Monday nights and they're bad in those games. They play on Thanksgiving. I'm just sour uh, right now. Sorry. I mean, you want to spread the brand. You want to spread your fans all over the world. Um, I I went to Brazil and my wife and I went in 2014 Ooh. for the uh, for the World Cup. We went and saw the U.S. play Germany. Nice. Um, in the in a World Cup match there, and Brazil's amazing. I I loved it. So it's, it's an awesome place, and so right, I tough. think if you had a chance to go there to brazil and see an nfl game that would be awesome um all right trev another thing that happened today is the Uh commanders released Uh cornerback danny Uh johnson Uh that was a surprising move to a lot of people what do you think is going on with danny johnson i don't know i mean this is coming the first day back of practice after a whole week and a half off pretty much because of a yeah. buy, yeah, and you choose to release them the first day back at practice. Yeah, I don't know. And then they went ahead and claimed Caillou, blue, green, yellow, purple, pink. What Kelly his name is right from the Packers practice squad. Yeah, uh, Ben Standing put out that Ravens drafted him in the fifth round this year, cut him before week one. Yeesh. Uh, and then they went to the Seahawks and then the Packers, and now us. I just don't. I don't know. Maybe he says something to Ron that they didn't like, or something must have happened over the bye week that they just bumped heads about. This is really. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's an all-pro cornerback leaving, but like Danny Johnson was a household name here for a while. Good death piece at the corner. Sure. Uh, special teams returner sometimes at that too, but sure. It just comes as a surprise. Why you lease? Why you? Why you would release a starter for our team slash death piece at cornerback when you just signed him for two years extension two point. Seven five million or something like that. I don't know. It's just baffling move today of all times too. I agree. I, there's some. There's something else there. This is not a performance sort of deal. I don't believe so. Now no. look, uh, Emmanuel Forbes was back at practice. He was a full participant, so he's going to play. Okay, at, right. which makes sense. Okay, that that's fine. But yeah. still, as you mentioned, he's a depth piece. What what if Forbes gets hurt? You want a guy who's going to jump in there and be able to make some plays out there. So it, usually when a guy gets cut this late in the season, it's yeah. usually for other than performance reasons. After a bye, too. After a bye week. So there's something going on there. It's just so, very surprising. 
And, and I know, and, I, and Nathan's jumping in here saying that this was a front office deal, wants the younger guys to play, wants Forbes okay. to play, wants um, wants uh, Quan Martin to play more, which is fine, but you still need backups. You still yeah. need guys to go in there and play if you know if they get dinged up or whatever. And Danny Johnson I mean, you, has been around this team for three years. You, yeah, you extended him for two more years, and then you just you let him go yeah. with four Something's games good. left. Yeah, something's definitely going on there. Um, Jamin Davis yeah. uh, had surgery this week, and today they finally did put him on season-ending IR, and they and they brought up uh, Joshua Pryor from the practice squad to take his place. He's he's a journeyman defensive end. This means what a lot of people have been asking for: more Jabril Cox playing with Jamin Davis out. Do you expect anything? You know, so, you, flashes. Or anything from Jabril Cox in these last four games? Uh, yeah, just because Cody will probably slide over and take, you know, Jamin's spot or whatever, and then insert Jabril Cox. He'll probably split reps with him with Khalid Hudson, I believe. I guess is Scooter Harris on the? I don't even know. Our linebacker group is so weak outside of da- yeah. uh, Davis and Barton. I don't even know who's on our team for the linebacker yeah. spot. But I mean, you got Khalid I mean, Hudson, and then you got. Mayo's still around, I believe, but oh uh, yeah, so maybe a couple plays here and there. Ram Rivera said he, if the opportunity comes, he'll be ready because they've seen some things in practice that show him he's ready. But yeah, I really don't care. We signed him like four weeks ago, and we're four or nine, and people are still calling for some action. Cool, but like at at this point, I was calling for his action when we got him, when yeah. we needed him. But now that we really need him because of injury, it's like okay, well, there's no one else. So of course, we'll get some some spots. Jabril, Jabril Cox may make us appreciate Jamin Davis a little more when we see him. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Maybe yeah. we overlook Jamin a little, a little much. Where, where's Jabril Cox drafted? Was he like a second rounder? I think from LSU, right? High. I think he was yeah, a pretty was, high draft pick. So, he was but I mean, he's LSU. bounced around already in the short time he's been in the NFL. So he's obviously not as talented as his draft position. Um, was made out to be. And speaking of draft position, let's talk about this whole tank anti-tank. Trev, I Actually, know was, you... Real quick, it was fourth yeah. round. In the oh, was the fourth rounder? Yeah. Okay. So. Maybe it was just the LSU, the whole LSU. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody kind of... He was a name. That's that familiarity bias that yes. we talked about a lot on this show. That yeah. You know him because you saw him on TV all the time. And he was in the playoffs and in championship games. And he played with... Um, uh, Joe Burrow and all that other stuff. So, you know, you just think of him as a stud when maybe he wasn't. Dude, Gus Bus, love right. Gus Bus. Gus Bus, right? He needs to. Gus, you need to hit us up in our um, in our DMs on Twitter. I have some questions for you. So, because um, I I don't know that we follow him because I don't know what his name uh, is on Twitter. So, yeah, Gus, do that for us uh, yeah, when no. you get a when you get a chance. But let's talk about this tanking. Let's talk okay. about drafting fourth okay. rounders. Like Jabril Cox or first rounders. Yeah. Trev, you are tank or anti-tank? I'm anti-tank, man. I don't right. I don't like tanking. I don't like it. It's just I don't especially like in the in a competitive sport like this. This is people's jobs on the line. Like people yeah. feed their families because of this. And yeah. and on one hand, yeah, it's cool because I guess the younger guys or the not so talented guys get a chance to showcase why they're even on a roster, but at the same time, it's like I'm getting paid. I'm putting my life on the line every day. Well, I'm just going to give up now. Four weeks left, right. we're going to make the playoffs. But 
my kid still wants to see daddy play. Sure. My family still wants to come to a game. They can't they can't only they can come to this game because of their schedule. We just have to be out of the playoffs. They still want to come though, so I gotta perform. Like, don't take, man. Taking yeah. is not don't ever give up. And I think there there's a couple of disclaimers that we should get out of the way before we have this tanking anti because I'm anti-tanking as well, but I'm gonna give the tanking perspective for you, Trev. Yeah. See, okay. You know, kind of see what you think. But a couple of okay. the disclaimers. First of all, we all know, everybody knows that this team, if you went out there and didn't tank, they're bad enough that they could lose all four anyway, or should lose yes. all four. We'll probably lose all four. That's not the point. Right. The point is whether or not you want to purposely go out there and lose games. They will not purposely lose right. these last four games. They will try everything right. and still lose. We get that. That's not the point that we're trying to talk about when tanking. And second, the other disclaimer is, Trev, that tank, John Allen doesn't tank. Okay, right. Terry McLaurin doesn't tank. None of the players right. tank. Even the coaches don't really tank. But kind of what we were talking about with the whole Danny Johnson deal, front offices are the ones that do the tanking. Front offices are are like, we're going to trade guys away or we're going to cut guys veterans uh-huh. that actually do help this team. I'm not saying Danny Johnson is one of those guys, but this would be a case to where maybe they cut. Um, I'm just throwing a name out there because just because maybe they cut Tyler Larson. Right. Okay. Because they want to play, for example, Ricky Stromberg. I understand Stromberg's hurt. He's not playing. He's done. This for is the just year. example. Yeah. Just as an, as an example, the front office would do that. So that you yes. would play the younger guy and hopefully lose to get a better draft position. Yes. That's what tanking is. Or Brian Robinson is banged up. You know what, Brian Robinson? You're a part of this future of this franchise. You're not playing this week. I don't care right. if you can play. You're yes. not playing. That's tanking. Mm-hmm. Terry, you got a bum toe all year. You're not playing these last four games. That's what tanking is. So we understand that. But Trev, what up? do you recall... In 2020, and I'm asking all the folks here in the chat as well to hear this part. You recall in 2020, last game of the year, Washington was six and nine. Philadelphia was four and <laughs> 12, four and yeah. 11. Yeah. And Washington's trying to win the division. Yes. If Washington wins the game, they'll win, yes. they'll win at seven and nine. Yeah. They lose. <laughs> The Giants will win the division. At seven <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. And they have and and Philadelphia had Jalen Hurts playing. He was killing us all game. Go ahead. Killing us. Uh-huh. Washington was winning the game, mm-hmm. but Jalen Hurts was playing well. Mm-hmm. And then in the fourth quarter, yep. <laughs> the coach, Doug Peterson, benched yeah. him for Nate Sudfeld. Yes. And Nate Sudfeld was terrible. Yes. And this was an we example. Had of a tank job. Yes. They were trying to lose the game. <laughs> yes. And what did they do? They ended up with the sixth pick. Yes. They would have had the ninth pick if they right. had not. But what they did with that sixth pick is they traded back uh-huh. to 10 and mm-hmm. they got a fourth rounder that year and they got a first rounder the next year. Okay. They still got Devontae Smith with the 10th pick. They <laughs> used the going. first pick from the next year and put okay. it in a package to trade for A.J. Brown. Yeah. That is an example 
<laughs> of a team that tanked to where it worked out. You got Devontae okay. Smith, you got AJ Brown, you got the Eagles. They were in the Super Bowl. They're a Super Bowl contender this year. That is a tank job. Okay. That worked. So how do you counter that argument? If I could tell you that here's a great example of it. Why? What's your argument against what the Eagles did? That was the very last game of the season for the Eagles. Last they game. won four games. Right. We still have four games to go. Right. I'm all for that tank of a move. If the commanders, if we have four wins and we're losing the last game of the season, I'm all for, hey, don't wait till fourth quarter, wait till halftime. Go ahead and put Jake Fromm in. You don't need to put Jacob. I mean, you can put Jacoby in for third, Jake Fromm for fourth, you know, just to be fair. But yeah, I'm taking Sam Howell out. That's the only way I'm taking McLaurin out, John Allen, Deron Payne, all the core guys who are hopefully going to be here the next year or two to see what this new regime can do. Yeah. I'm taking Forbes, taking him out. Uh, Kendall Fuller, he can play, but all the core, you know, yeah, that's what I'm good for taking. But with four games left to potentially end up eight and nine, doesn't get in the playoffs. But I mean, you win the last four games of the season, you end the season on a high note, especially with the new regime. Like, hey, our this organization was four and nine, we finished eight and nine, four and oh, losing, I mean, winning streak at the end. It shows we still have some fight, we didn't want to give up, we still mm-hmm. want to be competitive. So, yeah, I'll only accept it if we do the same thing the Eagles do in the same position. Four wins, last game, second half, we're losing. Other yeah. than that, play just play on, man. Balls to the just wall. Yeah, and, just play. Uh, and let the chips fall where they may. Now, people, you know, we've talked a lot about the tanking here in the last uh, few days here on Ref the District and some of our content and on Twitter and such. And we've we've talked about uh, kind of the idea that Washington is in the in the four position right now, and everybody says not everybody. A lot of people are saying yeah. that if you don't tank, you're going to end up with a worse pick, and we're going to continue to be a mid franchise because in the last three drafts, you've had 16 Emmanuel Forbes, 16 um, Jahan Dotson, 19 yeah. Jamin Davis. Yeah. But people soon forget that the year before that, we had the number two pick, mm-hmm. and we drafted Chase Young, and he was a bust. He's a bust for this franchise. Yeah, Whether or not he's going to be a bust overall is, is still to be TBD. determined. Yep. But we've had the number two pick, and it didn't work Thank out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, Trev, no. where you draft. Thank you. It does not matter. You just have to draft correctly. I went through and looked at all of the drafts and I looked at how many players in the last 25 years that were drafted in the top five, because everybody says you got to get in the top five. How many of those players won a Super Bowl with the team that drafted them in 25 years, Trev? Six. That's it. 125 players that have been drafted top five wow. in 25 years. Six have won a Super Bowl with that team. That's it. That's it. Top five guarantees nothing. And then if you want to go to quarterbacks, I also looked at all the quarterbacks drafted in the top five in the last 35 years, Trev. You know how many won a Super Bowl? In 35 years. 
There were 43 quarterbacks drafted top five in the last 35 years. Two. <laughs> Two top five quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl for the team that drafted them. There's a few technicalities in there. I didn't count okay. Carson Wentz. Okay, Carson Wentz, who won a Super Bowl but didn't play in the playoffs or the Super Bowl. I didn't right. count that. I didn't okay. count Eli Manning because okay. he was drafted by the Chargers technically. Yeah, you're right. Okay. okay. So he didn't win a Super Bowl for the Chargers. That's a technicality. I get it. Same thing with John Elway. He was drafted by the Baltimore Colts and then eventually traded to the Broncos. I didn't count him. And then Drew Bledsoe's another one. Drew Bledsoe, I believe, made it all the way, played in the AFC Championship game, but Tom Brady played in the Super Bowl and won yes. MVP. So yeah. I didn't count that. So there's some technicalities there. But still, the numbers are top five are not doesn't guarantee you anything. It it may give you leverage. That's another argument, Trev, is it may give you leverage to be able to trade back and get more picks. And then maybe bundle those to go get yourself an AJ Brown. You know, I just don't I just can't see any like front office or head coach telling the players, hey, look, when there's four games left, we're in the fourth pl- fourth spot for draft. You know, if we keep losing, we could be top five and we can go get I don't I don't I don't understand how you relay that message to your players, to so 53 grown men who put food on their family's table playing the sport. I don't yeah. see the logic is there from us because we're from the outside, but inside that locker room. The draft is the furthest thing that should be talked about in the locker room. Absolutely. Those 53 players and 16 practice squad players, yes, okay, some might look at the draft position right now, but I'm pretty sure 80 to 85, 90% don't care. They got to play the Rams on Sunday. They got to go out and perform and get paid to feed their families, provide for them. So, like, I understand where all this is going, and it's, it's a good, you know, but, like, it's four games left. I don't see the message being relayed, lose these four games. So the coaching staff that's not even going to be here next year can go help influence the draft, you know? So (laughs) it doesn't make sense. I think the overall point is that it doesn't really matter where you draft. No. You just have to draft better. You can look at every draft that Washington has had when we pick these mid players, these Forbes and Dotsons and Davis, and look behind you and see all of these players that are better, that would have been a better pick for this team. Right. Uh, you know, the Christian Darasaws of the world, the yeah, Christian Gonzalez's of the world. Just, yes. Apparently, all just uh, draft a guy named Christian with his first. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty they much. seem to work out uh, pretty well. But <laughs> it, it's always been my stance, personally, is that you just play every game to win, and at the end of the year, mm-hmm. you see where you are, and you draft better. Because mm-hmm. where would they be today? And we, we don't really know, and it's it's kind of unfair, but where would we be today if we had drafted Justin Herbert instead of Chase Young? <sighs> Which, by the way, just to pat my own back, I said that the minute it happened, if they don't draft, if Chase turns out to be a bust, we're always going to look back and say, why did they draft Justin? And, you know, 
But yeah. Haskins was still in that position. Dwayne Haskins You're was right. where we You're thought right. he may be the quarterback of the future, and we needed right. to give that right. a shot. So we get right. it. We understand that right. there's that context. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there there are there are some some advantages. There are some. I understand how people want to tank, but let me ask you this, Trev. Let me give you a scenario, and you tell me what you would do. Not what you think the commanders would do. Okay. But let's say Washington ends up where they are. Top, they're the number four pick. Okay. One goes um, uh, Caleb Williams, who's pictured okay. right here on our graphic. Mm-hmm. Two goes Drake May. Okay. Three goes Marvin Harrison Jr. Ooh. Who, are you, who are you taking at four? I'm taking Joe Alt at offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Okay, let's say you fall to fifth pick and okay. Alt goes four. Okay. Who are you taking at five? That other offensive lineman, I can't pronounce his name, his name but he's been linked to us on all these mock drafts. Fashanu? Uh, Fashanu, yeah. Yeah, Fashanu from Penn State. Yep. Let me. I will promise you this, Trev. I will promise you this right now. Guaranteed, I'll put my entire 401k on the line. Not really. But I promise you this. When the commanders come up to draft, whether it's two, three, four, five, or 18, I promise you there's going to be a Hall of Famer waiting to be drafted. I don't know who that is, (laughs) but there's going to be a Hall of Famer waiting to be drafted. I, I believe I can I can believe that with you because we have a whole new FO up there doing all the yeah right but I, I mean just in general in general it doesn't matter again where you draft oh, yeah. you're right there's going to be a Hall of Famer there you just have to know who that is and you just have to draft him because there's Hall of Famers in every draft and every they draft. all are not one one excuse me some aren't it's even like, drafted right. It's not like one one is Hall of Famer, one two is Hall of Famer, and nobody else are halls of make it to the Halls of Fame. It's just not the way it works. They're there. <laughs> no, They're waiting to be picked. There, there's Hall of Famers that get picked in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, undrafted. Yep. Kurt Warner was never drafted. Division two. Uh, Shannon yeah, Sharp yeah. was he drafted? I don't think he was drafted. Shannon Sharp. Shannon was Sharp? He? Oh yeah, I think yeah. So. But, was but drafted. you know, it wasn't a first okay. rounder. No. Yeah. Um, but you know, think of guys like Zach Thomas, the linebacker. Yeah. Uh, from Miami, I think he was a fifth rounder. Tony he, Gonzalez he, from the Chiefs, tight end. I didn't. Right. I don't even know when he was drafted. Uh, the um Antonio Gates from the Chargers. I don't. I believe he was undrafted because he was a basketball player in college, Hall and he's a Hall of Famer, first ballot. <laughs> Maybe that was the same for Tony Gonzalez. You might want to look that up or ask uh, okay. Gus Bust to Gus look Bust. that up as well. <laughs> uh, but the point is, there's always going to be somebody there who's going to be great for your team. You just have to figure out who that is. Exactly. London just like Fletcher. they figured out who Tom Brady was. London Fletcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, freaking Brock Purdy's going to be a Hall of Famer the way he's going right now. <laughs> And he was the last pick, the seventh round, in last year's draft or the year before his 
not not this year's draft, but last year's in, in the Sam Howell draft. Yep. And here I am saying that I would give you all the um positive or you know the the tank, the reasons to tank. And all I do is jump over to the the anti-tank because I can't help. Because that's yeah, we don't tank. Yeah. So all right. Let so listen, we gotta talk about this uh Rams game here coming okay. up here in the in the in the game. We gotta talk a little bit about that. Um trying to get Trev out of here fairly quickly because he's he's powering through. I appreciate you, Trev. <laughs> Make sure everybody yeah. hits that like button. We have, do we only have 12 likes and we have 100 people in here? 100 plus people That's, and we have 12 likes. What is going on? That math ain't mathing. <laughs> that math ain't mathing. And listen, when, when we talk about this Ram game that we're going to talk about coming up here, we do want to hear a little bit more from uh, everybody in the chat. We kind of ignored them just mm -hmm. because Trev and I both have strong stances here on the tank slash anti-tank. So Thanks, uh, we'll get to uh, more of uh, everybody here, <laughs> excuse me, in the chat, talking about the Rams game, uh, talking about what they expect this week out in L.A. It's a road game and Woo! everything. And then we'll start talking about Hollywood. some predictions. It's coming up here in the game. We're only going to be gone for about 10 seconds, so stay with us. 